You're listening to Less Stress in Life with hosts Deb Timmerman and Barb Fletcher. We believe life with less stress and more energy is possible with the right tools, strategies, and knowledge. So we bring you real conversations around the stress of relationships, money, and the daily hassles of life with guests that will inspire, challenge, entertain, and motivate you to take action. Today, our guest is Francois Lupien. He is a dynamic mentor, coach, speaker, and presenter whose experience includes working with Tony Robbins, Stephen Cuddy, and he's also a consultant with Bob Proctor. Achieving excellence in everything he puts his mind to, Francois has been a Taekwondo Canadian champion, a top real estate agent for 11 years with Remix, and a serial entrepreneur with multiple successful six-figure businesses. He's happily married, father to six amazing children. He loves spending time at the beach with his family and drinking his beloved Vitamix juice every morning for energy. He's <laughs> passionate, dedicated, enthusiastic, and really believes that he can show you how to get results that stick and that mediocrity is never an option. Welcome. So happy to have you today. Hey, Barbara and Deb. Thank you so much. A pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. You had a seminar experience early in life that changed your career trajectory. Can you share that with our listeners? Absolutely. It's, it's interesting reminiscing these, these moments. I was 18 years old. I am 60 right now, so that's a little while ago. And in those days, people invited people to big Amway meetings. I don't know if you recall. Those of us that are older, we remember. And then I got there and... Even at that, in those days, I would always say, there's something good that's going to come out of this. Even though I said, what is, I always had a positive outlook that I can get something good out of this. And so this chubby short guy was sort of almost dancing on stage. He was making $60 million a year. His name's Bill Britt. And I'm 18 years old and I'm seeing this guy I go, whoa, this guy knows something I don't. <laughs> So I said, I'm going to listen. He might have something that's interesting. Long story short, he talked about the following. Do you know anybody that whenever something good happens to them, they say, oh, this won't last. Something's going to happen. And that happiness or that enjoyment or the bonus that I got from work is going to dissipate very rapidly. And within a matter of days, that prophecy happened. And it hit me like a ton of brick. There's someone that I knew personally that was doing that constantly in their lives. Whenever something good would happen, like, for example, they get a bonus at work, $10,000 bonus. And then someone scrapped the car, says, I knew that the money would fly. I says, how'd they do that? And he said, you know, people like this? I go, yeah. <laughs> he says, well, I have some good news for you. And this is what changed my life. You can do the same thing for positive things. So now my ears were open big time. You can sort of tell, I want good things to happen to me. And now you are looking at good things happening and you see them because you're looking for them. Best example I can give you this. Whenever you decide to buy a new car or a car, it could be newer, you're looking for them, you're looking for them, then you buy it. Once you buy it, <laughs> they're all over the place. Every time you're at a street corner, the same car is there. Or you park in the parking lots of a store and there's cars like yours everywhere. Is it because everybody decided to buy that car now? 
No, it's because you're now attuned with that. So you're seeing it. Same thing with our mind. If we tune our mind to see the good, the good will pop out. And that literally transformed my life into, it's been 42 years now that I constantly, and that's what he said. You have to read good books every day. And I'm going to age myself. You need to have a cassette in your car <laughs> that you listen to every day <laughs> on personal development. Don't listen to news or radio in the car. Your car is a university on wheel. Take as many personal development courses as you can. I spent over $150,000 in courses and personal development since that time. And, and my success is, anyways, it sort of speaks for itself. I, I'm blessed. I must say that I'm blessed. But I've put into practice what he said. And so this is the turning point for me that we have more control over our life than we think with the things we think and say. Does that make sense? Absolutely. By the way, my area is home to Amway headquarters. So I'm glad that we had, that we helped your self-development and, per, and <laughs> I Michigan it was, if I believe. That's where it was indeed. Today, Francois, I did a video earlier on my Facebook page where I spoke about the congruence or incongruence of people's words. And I was using an example um, that had come to me that someone wanted this, but, and we always know that what comes after is the qualifier and the qualifier is the one that gets in the way of us achieving what we want. Interesting. That is so good. How do you develop the mindset of not accepting mediocrity? And even though this changed your life early on, you had to invest and put some work into making this happen for yourself. I don't think there's an elevator to success. We all need to take the stairs. That's my first thing that I tell everybody we talk to. I says, how, how come it's so easy? I was say, because practice. And people says, how do you do this? And my answer is as follows. How is the reward of those who paid the price? I'll repeat it. How is the reward of those who paid the price. You need to pay the price. Once you pay the price, you can know how and it makes happen. And one thing that's great on this is that you cannot do it alone. You need to have someone else to help you because we don't know what we don't know. And others can help us understand and uncover those hidden challenges and guide us so we can accelerate our growth. Long story short, you can't do it alone. I can't do it alone. It's and that's why it's good to have others around us. No man or woman is an island on it to its own. We need others. And so let's help and edify one another the best we know how. How did that mindset help you in Taekwondo? Because that's a martial art that involves mind. How did it propel you and what difference did it make at achieving that championship? Interesting. First of all, lots of effort. I says, no one can do your push-ups for you. Well, um, whenever I trained for this, I trained for six months for that championship. And the last three months, I was training three hours a day, six days a week. So that, that's a lot of training and having a ninth and master to help me. But I was doing the work, doing the work, doing the work and visualizing the success, feeling the success. And then not ever being resentful, but letting, and this word is, is 
I think, paramount for the success of many people. And that word, and if you want to say it after I say it, you do it, it makes you feel so good. And that word is allow. Allow. Say that word. Allow. allow. It makes you feel so good. You're not resisting because what you resist persists. And in martial arts, that's what it is. If someone comes and you both get hurt, you have to move aside. So, and then you can be more effective. So how does the mindset work? Go with the goal, the things that you want and get as many and as much, as many images and as much feelings as you can attach to it. Neville Goddard said something that is powerful. He says, always visualize the feeling of the wish fulfilled, the feeling of the wish fulfilled. How will you feel when that wish is fulfilled? Attach yourself to that. It will pull you towards the accomplishment of your goals. It will obliviate obstacles. It will make stumbling blocks into stepping stones. I says, well, it can't be that easy. That is correct. You have to put some effort into it. If you read a book and you say, I read the book, now my life is good. No, now you have to apply what's in the book. And so you have to use books. I call it like, like a mirror. When you read something in the book and it says, for example, persistence is necessary to succeed, for example. Well, you just don't read that. You stop right there and it says, am I persistent? What is it that I'm doing that makes me persistent? And, and when I win, how is persistent present in my life? When I lose, how is persistent absent from my life? And just by doing this introspection, you integrate the knowledge so that it becomes more ingrained. So when it's in harmony with the image that you want, you're propelled to it. You're, you're pushed towards it. Or sorry, pulled. It pulls you. You can't push a, a wet noodle, but pulling it is easy. So think about it this way. If you're trying to push and force things, it's not happening. But if you're pulled towards something, now we're talking. It starts in the mind. So doing the work, feeling the feeling, visualizing helps break down those barriers. You're writing a book. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> and that's interesting. That was a, a long dream of mine. And uh, yes, it's as a man soweth nature's secret teachings to success. And so, and I have on my desk a little walnut and inside of it, there's a seed. And so I constantly have that nature will teach us how things grow. I'm old enough to know that there is no such thing as a silver bullet. No one's going to give you a solution that fits and solves all your problems. It can be. If someone tells that to you, run away. <laughs> it's not happening. Nature, on the other hand, has been around forever. And it has some lessons that are according to the law. And if you plant a seed, and for example, it's an apple seed, you cannot expect to have strawberries. But you're going to say, well, that's, that's for sure. Of course, it makes sense. Then I'll ask you, if you plant a seed that you want to be successful in your business, why do you keep poisoning it with doubt of, I don't know what to do. These clients are no good. I can't attract nobody. What are you doing? You are poisoning the seed that you have planted. That is how you have to stop saying that Barbara did this to me, Deb did this to me. And because she's not looking at me right now, it's not happening or she's not. You have to stop doing this. When you do that, you give other people control over your life and therefore you can rationalize your failure.
it's her fault, it's his fault, it's because of COVID, it's all these things that are exterior. But when you stop doing this and you start taking responsibility in the seed that you plant and you take responsibility on preparing and nurturing the soil in which you plant it and then you till the ground around it and you water it and you give it nutrients so that it starts to grow and then when it starts to grow you make sure that there's a tutor so that it goes straight and then once that goes then the fruits start to come out and then you wait for the fruits to be ripe because if you eat them too soon you're gonna have to get a tummy ache because they're not ready patients need to be there how does this apply to our lives a goal that you have is like a seed make sure that the seed contains everything that you need for that goal nurture the soil your mind that you're going to plant it in and then nourish it give it some good thoughts good energy get away from negative things and consistently nourish it with the goals of the feeling of the wish fulfilled and give it love and nurture. And as it starts to grow, if it starts to deviate, put a tutor on it so that it's not, uh, no, the goal needs to be clear. Once it's clear and you, you give it some boundaries, it grows, then you let go of the boundaries and it does it on its own. And then you continue to nurture it and it brings fruit. And then you wait till the fruits are ripe. When the fruits are ripe, then they will feed you. And inside those fruits are gonna be other seeds. That's your legacy the legacy that you have, it is effortless. What do I mean? It says, well, life is hard. Is that what you believe? Is that what you, what seeds are you planting? Think about this and, and always with seeds, if the fruit that you're getting is bitter, well, know that you're the one that planted that seed. <laughs> Barb always says life is not meant to be hard. Life is meant to be easy and enjoyed. And you created such a beautiful picture and analogy with that tree blossoming. Quick results. They're really, you have to pay the price, right? I mean, we there is no magic bullet or band-aid fix. You have to do the work. How can we get out of that victim mentality and become CEO of our destiny? How can we encourage people to do that? I have, I have a proprietary program that I call The Cure. C-U-R-R-E. And I think it responds to that very, very well. And the first C stands for clarity. You need to have clarity. Going back to the seeds, do you want cucumbers? Do you want apples? Do you want oranges? If you want apples, do you want Macintosh? Do you want gala apple and pie? So it's not only to say, if you plant a seed of apples, then I hate green apples. How come I got green apples? You weren't selecting the seed properly. It starts with you taking responsibility. So the cure, C for clarity, you need to be clear on what it is that you want. As, as much details as you can. Then preparing the soil, we need to you uncover, uncover hidden challenges, rocks, poisons, the, 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 the loose, the soil. Make sure that it's prepared. So we uncover how? An analogy is you come into a dark room and as you walk in the room, you stumble upon stuff that is there. We turn on the lights. All of a sudden you see the obstacles. Now that you see the obstacles, it's easier to go around them. And now we need to, once we uncover those hidden challenges, RR, remove and replace. Now, ladies and gentlemen, this is paramount. The remove and replace needs to be done simultaneously. 
Otherwise, you will fail and go back to your old ways. What do I mean? When you notice an obstacle, the hidden challenges, you need to make sure that you know exactly what it is. What are the actions that are created? And, and you create sort of a, a physical idea of what it means. And then you need to create, the easiest way is create the polar opposite of this one. Because obviously, if you're not getting good results with these actions, if you do polar opposites, you're going to get different results. And you see the size of my fists are identical now. So what needs to happen is before you remove it, you need to understand what you're going to replace it with. And this is the trick right here. When you remove, you need to replace right away. Why? Because if you remove and you don't replace it, the universe abhors vacuum. Mm -hmm. It's going to be filled with other things. It's going to be filled with weeds. It's going to be filled with not good stuff. And then you're going to say, it doesn't work. Well, again, you have to take responsibility. When you remove something, right away you replace it. And then the last one is E for embed or ingrain. Now we need to make sure that it sticks. So therefore, with the cure, you eliminate the bad, replace with the good, and ingrain it so you have results that stick. And that's wonderful. Yeah, building those daily habits and, and being prepared to replace is super important. When you were describing that um, remove and replace, I was thinking of, we teach this breathing exercise from the HeartMath family of tools called Attitude Breathing. So being able to identify what the attitude is, sometimes that's all it is, is an attitude, right? Not really an obstacle. And then replacing it with the polar opposite or the positive and doing that with the special breathing technique that shifts that stress reaction or that negative feedback loop in your brain and realigns. So that's a great example. What do you think the biggest challenge is for people to get started? So we all wanna do these things and we all wanna have a better life. What's keeping us from doing that? Why aren't we doing it? Thinking Grow Rich as a many chapters. First one, desire. And this is the key to it all. If your desire is not big, it's not going to happen. Now, let me illustrate desire so you will be self-reliant into administering it in your life. Let's say that we have a chicken and we put the chicken in the oven and we turn the oven at 50 degrees. How long will it take to cook the chicken? I think, I, think I think it'll never cook if you ask me. It might rot in there. But, so 50 degrees doesn't work. If we put 200, well, then we have chances. It's going to take quite a while, but it's, I don't know exactly. So, but if we put, what is, what is it, 325, 375 is the ideal temperature for cooking a chicken, something like that. Mm -hmm. And so, so now we know that we have the perfect heat to make it happen. Now, if we go to broil, we're going to burn the thing. So, so that's no good. One thing that happens is that that energy that I'm talking about, heat, at one point needs to transfer. And something that pe some people know, some people don't, but with laser, you can cook food. And you can cook food with a laser because it's concentrated and you cook it in, in a matter of minutes. So it's higher energy that makes it, but it's a different type of energy and more concentrated, more pure, and it does it faster. That's how you do, let's say I have U squared in the corner, quantum leaps. That's how quantum leaps are achieved. 
because it's a different type of energy that propels you and makes you jump a couple of rungs. All this to say that your desire is like the heat to cook the chicken. If your desires are at 50, well, you ain't cooking the chicken, baby. <laughs> you're going to starve. <laughs> and so then you're going to say, well, this stuff about goal setting don't work. No, once again, I am sorry, but we need to take responsibility. It's not about others. It's not the goal that didn't work. It's us that didn't make it work by doing what needed to be done. So desire is the magnifier of the acceleration of your goal. That's what it is. If you have no desire, the first bump on the road, and we all know as entrepreneurs that we get bumps every day. Yeah. <laughs> the first bump on the road is going to derail you and you stop. But if you have the desire, the bump on the road is just going to bounce off you and you're going to keep on going. Hence, to answer your question, desire is the key. If you're just, yeah, it'd be nice if I do this. Well, it's not going to happen. Don't fool yourself. You need to have strong desire and it comes hand in hand with clarity because the more clear you're in something the more you can imagine it and if you look at my eyes as barbara says is you look at people the way they communicate if you if you start to imagine it more and more and now it starts to be real and you can see in my mind that i'm seeing this picture and the clearer this picture is becoming the more faith i believe that i can achieve it now so now my desire increase and now i start to take action now, one caveat that's interesting. Unfortunately, the school system wires all of us wrong. Mm. It tells us, if you fail, you're dumb. <laughs> if, if you don't have good mark, if you don't know the answer, dare I say, they tell you, you're stupid. And so here we are for 12, 15, 20 years of our life being told, don't you make a mistake? Because you're bad if you make a mistake. And then we become entrepreneurs and we make mistakes every day. And now we have to fight with that stigma that's ingrained so deeply into us to say, no, 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 it's okay. It's an experience. It is, I am learning. Oh, I just find out what not to do to make it happen. What else can I do? And through your resourceful and because you have a desire, you'll be persistent and then you'll change. My favorite saying is God cannot steer a parked car. So don't park yourself, move. If you're moving and you're going the wrong direction, at least it can direct you in another direction. But if you're parked, it ain't happening. Yeah. It's so hard when you're stalled, isn't it? And you, yes. um, if you let yourself run out of gas, it, it's really harder to start and get going. You mentioned uh, Think and Grow Rich. I, I asked, did you read Outwitting the Devil? Yes, I did. Very interesting, actually. Um, I, when you were talking about the school system, it made me think about in the book. So for those of you who are listening who haven't read Napoleon Hill's Outwitting the Devil. Brace yourself. <laughs> it's different. So I read it because, oh, Barb read it too as part of a book club that we belong to. Napoleon Hill has this sort of, I would call it an out-of-body experience where he's kind of thinking about things and... Um, having a chat with the devil and the devil tells him that our schools are going to ruin our children because they're not going to be able to think for themselves. And it's, it's what Francois just alluded to. So if you haven't read the book, um, it's, it's kind of a fun read. So to illustrate, if I may, the devil is saying, I got you guys. You're going nowhere because the school system is destroying you. So that, that's what he was saying. It's mm -hmm. not that 
the school is of the devil. It's rather that he was using it that way. Interesting. What was so interesting for me was this was written, you know, a couple of decades shy of a hundred years ago, and it still looks exactly the same. How sad. And really the moral of the book is if, if you're not working on yourself and you're letting yourself go idle and you're not taking action to make things happen, you're not going to have a very good outcome. So it kind of speaks to what Francois shared with us today. Gosh, our time together went so quickly. We try to keep these right at about 25 minutes. Something before you go, because I think it's something that, that will help everybody understand. You said about letting yourself go. Remember what I alluded at the beginning that you plant a seed? And if the seed don't grow, it's not that the seed wasn't good. It's because you didn't take care of it. But as the tree grows and bears fruit, the tree cannot prune itself. It needs to have a gardener. There I say a master gardener. Everybody needs to have a coach that comes and prunes you so you can bear more fruit. You can't do it alone. You can be a gardener to someone else and you need to have someone be a gardener to you mm. well said barb any closing thoughts no that is that uh last point will be one i'll think about for a bit <laughs> francois thanks for joining us to your energy your enthusiasm is infectious and it makes me want to go out and reset my goals and do something differently if people want to find you francois how do where what's your website and uh, they can find me at howtobecomemore.com howtobecomemore.com and actually on top corner of someone says schedule a call and if you want you remember i talked about the cure we can go through the first steps of that i'll help you gain clarity uncover some hidden challenges i'll even give you some solutions and then you decide you implement on your own or you implement with me. Either way, you have solutions you did not have before. It is my pleasure to serve. Thank you so much for being with Thank us you. today. Until next time. Less stress in life is possible. If you're new to this kind of thinking and would like to explore what's possible for you, we'd love to connect. You can reach us through our website at less stressinlife.com. That's less stressinlife.com.